Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 64 of the SmackDown Wind Down slash AW Rampage Late Night Razor. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 158 of Recitopia draws to a close. Happy Saturday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW winds down. And tonight is the next Vengeance Day going down live from the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. It promises to be a very fun show, and I'll run down the card towards the end of this episode. But last night, was all about the Warrior Rumble fallout and the bloodline drama surrounding Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, The Usos, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman. Jey Uso left the scene last Saturday at the Alamo Dome. He didn't know what to do. Should he defend his family or stick by Sammy? Instead, he walked away and he has not been seen since. He basically said he was out on social media. And that was the last time we have seen or heard from Jey Uso in the last seven days. And SmackDown was all about the state of the bloodline address. Where does things stand heading into the Elimination Chamber in a couple of weeks' time in Montreal, Quebec, Canada? And I thought that the closing angle once again was outstanding. I'll get to that shortly as well. But the tone setter was Roman Reigns rolling up to the building and basically being silent about what's going on in his family. And Paul Heyman was given Kayla Braxton hell, thanked her for wearing the bloodline colors before heading into the building. But backstage, Roman Reigns grilled Jimmy Uso asking him, have you heard from your brother this week? And Jimmy says, I have not. And Roman says, let me ask you again, have you heard from your brother? And Jimmy said, no. And Roman's offended by this saying, how dare he give me radio silence? How dare he disregard everything we're trying to do heading into WrestleMania season? And he asked Solo, have you heard from Jay? And Solo does not say a word. And Jimmy reaffirms the fact that, listen, if I haven't heard from Jay, Solo hasn't heard from Jay. No one has heard from Jay Uso. Roman is not pleased with these answers. He tells Jimmy and Solo to look for Jay, bring him to the building ASAP because they need to be on one accord heading into the heart of WrestleMania season. And the tension was so thick that you could cut it with a knife. I know it was an old time saying, but it was true. Roman was a mafia boss trying to get his family in line or blood would be spilled. And I just loved the context of those backstage segments and Jimmy wavering a bit thinking, you know what, maybe this isn't it. And this might be the final chapter of the bloodline nearly three years in the making. It should be noted that Jimmy tried to help his brother to the light nearly two years ago. And Roman gaslit the hell out of Jimmy from the fall in line. And it's been the status quo ever since, but Jay fell in line first. He was basically gaslit into doing so. And Roman Reigns threatened to her Jimmy Uso during that I quit Hell in a Cell match over two years ago. And that was the beginning of main event Jey Uso. But deep down, he suffered through the trauma to get to that point. And he looks at Sami Zayn and probably thinks, wow, this guy had the balls to actually stand up and say enough is enough. I'm tired of being bullied. I'm tired of being manipulated. I want to be my own man again. And maybe Jay would get that motivation to truly stand on his own two feet someday and tell Roman Reigns to kick rocks and that will be a moment. The fans want this for Jay so desperately, and that could be a story that can be told maybe at WrestleMania. When the bloodline loses everything, you never know, but that would be another way to really cap off the best thing 
going in professional wrestling today. It's going to be sad to see the bloodline storyline wind down, but the payoff at the end of the day is going to be absolutely spectacular, and I cannot wait. But before we dive into the closing angle from last night's show, let's start from the very beginning, going down live for the Bon Secours Wellness Arena in Greenville, South Carolina, with the finals of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Tournament to crown number one contenders for the titles, which will be defended next week on SmackDown, involving the very unique tag team of Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Imperium's Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser, a very fun match, which saw the actress spill on the outside with Ludwig Kaiser giving chase until Braun Strowman catches him mid-dive. But in doing so, we have Giovanni Vinci go up top of the liver across the body to Braun Strowman. On the outside, as we go to commercial break, we come back and Ricochet eventually makes the hot tag, and he is going to go off on Vinci with the flying crossbody, a springboard clothesline, and a standing shooting star press for a near fall. Eventually, we have Strowman and Ricochet work together with Strowman tossing Ricochet onto Kaiser and Vinci at ringside. Gunther is going to cause a little bit of trouble at ringside as well, and the referee sees Gunther shove Strowman, and Gunther is ejected from this match at ringside as we go to another commercial break. We come back, and Ricochet and Ludwig Kaiser are trading shots back and forth. Imperium double-team Ricochet and isolate him away from Strowman, who is knocked off the ring apron at one point. So Kaiser and Vinci go for the Imperium bomb. Ricochet gets out of that, but in doing so, Vinci lands a brain buster for a near fall until Strowman breaks things up, and that gives Ricochet time to make the high attack to Strowman. He cleans house on Imperium with clotheslines galore. And then we have Strowman lift up Ludwig Kaiser for a powerbomb. It was a struggle for reasons, but he powered through and he makes attack to Ricochet who gets on Strowman's shoulders and delivers a set on off the shoulders of Strowman to pick up the win for his team as they will move on to face the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles next Friday on SmackDown. And I thought this was a very good match. Strowman and Ricochet has strange chemistry in the best possible way. They work really well together. And this match was a lot of fun to kick off SmackDown going down live in South Kakalaki. Next up is a very fun segment. It's Clash at the Coliseum for NASCAR, the first race of the brand new year prior to the Daytona 500 in a couple of weeks but this is all about the Mysterio family drama Ray and Dominic have beef still even on the racetrack we got Michael Waltrip Clint Boyer a fella representing NASCAR as well wrapping judgment day and there is a challenge issued for Ray and Dominic to race and NASCARs and they're gonna run some laps around the track and Ray Mysterio actually beats his son Head to head by a nose on the track. And we got shade being thrown. Ray calling out the tattoos, threatening to whoop his ass. It was a very heated but fun segment as we are teasing Mysterio versus Mysterio at WrestleMania. And that could be a sneaky great match, a true test for Dom to stand toe to toe, eye to eye with his dad and deliver at the highest level at the biggest show of the year, no less. Next up is Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Sonya Deville. This match was fine. They were going through some things in terms of being on the same page. But for the most part, the match held together with Charlotte going for a crossbody off the top rope for a very close near fall. Sonya had her moments, including a pump kick and a knee strike from the top rope. Charlotte Flair comes with a cartwheel clothesline and she eventually locks in the figure eight on Sonya Deville to pick up the submission victory as she will move on to face Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania in L.A., 
night one or two to be determined in the next couple of months. But this is still a very nice spotlight victory for Charlotte Flair last night in Flair Country, no less in South Kakalaki. Next up is the Brawling Brutes, Rich Holland and Butch versus the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. And the action really picked up after the commercial break with Rich Holland putting on a big hoss show by suplexing Eric around the ring before delivering an Alabama slam as well for a very close near fall. Eventually, Ivar goes for a top rope slam, but Butch counters with a Herakarana for a near fall as well. Butch goes for a moonsault, but Ivar catches him and hits a power slam instead. Ivar takes it Holland with a spin kick, and after looking down at Valhalla, they hit the Ragnarok on Butch for the one, two, three. A physical, bruising matchup that lacks a little bit of heat until Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are after the Viking Raiders, and this is leading to some kind of street fight very, very soon. We know both teams can deliver at a very high level. It would be physical, bruising, violent, but oh, so much fun to cover whenever it does take place on SmackDown and or PLE near you very soon. Next up is a fatal four-way match involving Shotzi, Natalia, Selena Vega, and Shayna Baszler for a slot in the Elimination Chamber match. Two remains, one would be taken after this match is over. And this matchup was fine for what it was. Selena had a moment by delivering a code red to Natalia for a near fall. And then Shayna Baszler puts in that work by going after Natalia with a knee strike for a near fall, playing into the broken nose angle from a few months ago. We come back from commercial break and Shayna is still dominating the action until she's on the outside and Shotzi lands a dive and then Zelina Vega ups the ante by delivering a moonsault from the middle turnbuckle on both ladies as well. Back in the ring, Natalia locks in a sharpshooter on Shotzi, but we have at the very last minute Zelina Vega flying through with a bulldog on Addy to break things up. Down the stretch, Shayna tries to lock in the kill for the clutch on Zelina Vega and Natalia. It's no avail. Natalia is going to put Zelina in the sharpshooter and tap her out to move on to the Elimination Chamber match to find out who will be facing Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Wrapping the Elimination Chamber already involves the final four of the Warrior Rumble, not counting Rhea Ripley, including Liv Morgan, where Carol Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, and Asuka. We now now have Natalia in the mix and the fourth slot will be filled via the winner of a second fatal for a match involving Candice LeRae, Mishin, aka Mia Gim, Piper Nevin, and the returning Carmella going down in a couple of days time on Monday Night Raw. And now it is time for our main event angle involving the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns alongside his special counsel and wise man Paul Heyman. And Roman Reigns is getting nuclear heat he is hated by the fans he tells greenville to acknowledge him and we hear the Sami Zayn chants off top and roman says well you're chanting for him i guess we got to talk about it normally i wouldn't give this the time of day because it's simply beneath me and besides cody rose actually did something newsworthy by winning the warrior rumble on Saturday and that deserves my true undivided attention but you people want to talk about Sammy a guy who's beneath me at this point but I'm going to explain to you why I did what I did on Saturday it dates back to war games at Survivor Series back in November and Roman's getting the wet treatment but he's powering through he compares what happened to Sammy at the Survivor Series to what Roman experiences going to a fancy restaurant and everybody's asking what can I do for them and I saw greed in Sammy's eyes. He took advantage of the bloodline, used what I gave him to his advantage. He wanted more and more and more. He was a taker every step of the way. I let him on the island of relevancy and look what he did. He broke my family apart. 
And from there, we get somebody in the ring to ambush Roman Reigns from behind. It's none other than Sami Zayn getting a massive pop from this Greenville, South Carolina crowd. He whoops up on Roman Reigns. Roman is going to regain the advantage, grab a chair courtesy of Paul Heyman. But in doing so, Sami Zayn hits Roman with a spear, his own finisher, and Roman scurries out of the ring. Ponies are falling apart. I love the visual. And Sami is getting on the mic. He lets Roman know, no, I never wanted anything from you until now. I want you and I want that undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And Roman's like, oh, okay, I see what you're trying to do here. But in doing so, we got the ambush courtesy of the remaining members of the Bloodline one half of the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Jimmy Uso, alongside the enforcer, Solo Sokoa, who lands a Samoan spike after Jimmy rocks Sammy with a super kick. They wrap a chair around his neck, and Solo's ready to go in for the kill, but Roman stops him at the last minute, and Roman is going to tell Sammy, oh, you want this? You want this championship match? You got it. Because I'm going to do something to you that you've done to me. I'm going to break you in front of your family and friends in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. You broke my family, you broke the bloodline, and now I'm going to break your family. From your wife, to your parents, to your kid, to your friends, everyone that you love in your home country, I am going to break you in front of them like you broke my family. And Roman is talking that shit, saying, oh, you want this? You got it. Elimination Chamber, your home country, I'm going to break your ass. And I loved this angle so much. Sami Zayn is so fucking over and this is still a gamble by wwe now thankfully the south carolina crowd respected cody but they wanted sammy last night and that's a delicate balance heading into the heart of wrestlemania season sammy Zayn is going to be ridiculously over in montreal quebec canada they will sing for this man they will love him he'll be a god in that country and we'll see how this next chapter of the bloodline saga plays out what jay will say on smackdown next week he's supposed to be a part of a tag team championship defense alongside jimmy against ricochet and braun Strowman and from there you got one more week until Elimination Chamber and that promises to be an absolutely emotionally driven show for the Sammy Factor alone and Kevin Owens will play a role as well because the reunion is coming imminently and I cannot wait for that heading into the heart of WrestleMania season because my end goal remains the same Sammy and KO versus the Usos for those tag team titles in a high profile match at WrestleMania SoFi Stadium Inglewood California let's go overall i thought this was a good smackdown the viewership should be pretty damn high with the bloodline fallout from the royal rumble driving things from start to finish and the next couple of weeks of tv should be pretty spicy as well as we are now on that road to wrestlemania officially and now it is time to focus on AEW Rampage going down taped from Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio. And we kick things off with an AEW World Trios Championship match involving the Elites, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus the unique tag team of Ethan Page, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party. And the body of this match was really good down the stretch as we had some nice counters and near falls from both teams. At one point, we have... Page catching Matt Jackson with a super kick and tagged and Hardy Hardy rams Jackson head into the turnbuckles before delivering a sit-up powerbomb for a very close near fall. Page again tags himself into the match to steal the glory for rum. Matt Hardy comes off the middle ropes right into a super kick from Matt Jackson. Matt makes a high tag to Kenny Omega who lands across the body on Eagle Ethan Page followed by the you can't escape. From there we have Omega going for a dragon suplex where Page backs out into the corner and Omega is super teamed by the heels until Matt and Nick Jackson deliver a double super kick to Isaiah Cassidy. 
Omega does land a dragon suplex on Paige. Matt Hardy fights out of the suplex and both men clothesline each other. And in doing so, Nick Jackson and Isaiah Cassidy land stereo setons on Omega and Paige respectively as the action heats up even more. From there, Cassidy drops Nick with a flatliner off the middle ropes. Matt cuts off Cassidy with a super kick. Paige yanks Matt Jackson off the mat into a vertical power slam in a pretty sweet spot before Omega lands a V-trigger on Paige. After everyone is back up on their feet, Nick and Cassidy go back and forth with Cassidy landing an Enziguri, but Nick recovers with a bulldog. They go for a triple BTE super kick on Isaiah Cassidy until Matt and Eagle and Paige pull Omega and Matt out of the ring respectfully it's down to Nick Jackson and Isaiah once again who lands a Canadian destroyer on Nick Jackson we have Eagle Ethan Page and Isaiah work together to land the Iconoclasm followed by Matt landing the Twist of Fate on Matt Jackson for a very close near fall Page goes for the Ego's Edge on Matt Jackson but in doing so Omega lands a V-trigger at the last moment Cassidy comes through with a Cutter off the top rope to Nick Jackson at one point. Goes for high tag, but nobody's home as Matt Hardy's checking on Ethan Page who took a bump accident at ringside. From there, the elite circle Isaiah Cassidy and Kenny Omega drops him with the one winged angel followed by the triple BT trigger on Cassidy for the win as they retain their trios tag team titles ahead of Wednesday's absolutely bonkers match against Top Flight and AR Fox for the trio's title. Otherwise, this was where Rampage peaked in terms of great action. As we move on to Swerve Strickland versus Brian Pillman Jr., this match was too Pillman heavy for me. He was on offense for a lot, and Swerve got help from his mogul affiliates at ringside and that allows swerve to land the death valley driver on the hardest part of the ring you guessed at the ring apron to brian pillman followed by the swerve stomp off the top ropes for the win and this was just all right a nice showcase win for swerve as they continue to beat down brian pillman jr until dustin rhodes makes a save and that should be a singles match very very soon on tv and it will be very very good between two seasoned vets that know how to go at a very high level in the ring next up is Soraya and Tony Storm versus the Renegade sisters and poor Robin Renegade went through it for the majority of this match as Tony Storm was going to land at Thess Press Grind a pound game is crazy. Soraya is going to deliver some knee strikes to the gut of Robin behind the referee's back. And Storm is going to go back to Robin. Atlanta running up attack on the apron. The knocks her on the floor. And Soraya gets a high tag and clotheslines Robin repeatedly to send a message to possibly Jamie Hayter. From there, Tony Storm gets back in the ring and locks Robin in a full Nelson on the mat. Robin is going to make the hot tag to her sister after landing an Instagram on Tony Storm. But the brief comeback by Charlotte Renegade is short-lived despite a couple of clotheslines. She was cut off by a shotgun drop kick followed by the hip attack and the Storm Zero and a pump kick by Paige for the one, two, three. And after the match is over, Paige and Saray are going to spray the letter L and green colors on the stomachs of Robin and Charlotte Renegade as it is really the AEW Outsiders versus the AEW Originals, which could be leading to a big match down the road. I've heard rumblings of maybe this could be the blood and guts for this year for the ladies we'll see but the build-up has got to be strong heading into that matchup whenever it takes place on tv 
And now it is time for our main event featuring two former Ring of Honor champions, Christopher Daniels and Roosh. And this match was fine. It was short on time. Daniels still has moments of greatness in the ring by landing a tope to Roosh on the outside. As we go to our last picture and picture commercial break of the night, we come back and Roosh dominates the match during a split screen. And Preston Vance also gets involved. And from there, after the break, Roosh kicks Daniels out of the ring on the floor and Vance slaps Daniels around with some of MJF's money. And we have Jose also taunting Daniels as well until Vance goes for a super kick, but instead he kicks Jose in a pretty great spot from there. We have Daniels trying his best to get back into this matchup in the ring against Roosh. And Daniels was able to get a roll up on Roosh for a near fall. Daniels starts to make a great comeback, lands a blue thunder bomb for a close near fall. Roosh comes back with a super kick. Daniel lands a Death Valley driver, goes up top for the best moonsault ever. But Roosh gets the knees up and he's going to suplex Daniels in the corner and land the bull's horns for the win as he will face Brian Danielson on Wednesday, Danielson's last test before facing MJF in an Ironman match for the AEW World Championship at Revolution next month in San Fran. And on that note, this wraps up an all right rampage peaked with the first match. Everything else felt like a very special episode of Dark Elevation on TNT. I say that from time to time. There are weeks when Tony tries to add some emphasis on Rampage and some weeks we get this and it's just all right. Not bad, but you can see this on Dark and Dark Elevation every Monday and Tuesday on YouTube. But I digress on all of that as we continue that road to revolution for AEW. Dynamites have been strong. Rampages have been hit or miss as of late. But the show is mostly never boring. As I wrap the show with a preview for NXT Vengeance Day going down tonight from the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. The card is as follows. We got Carmelo Hayes versus Apollo Crews in a two out of three falls match. Wesley defends the North American Championship against Dijak. The New Day face off against Chase Hughes, Andre Chase, and Ducatson alongside Pretty Deli and Gallus in a fatal four-way match for the NXT Tag Team titles. We got Roxanne Perez defending the NXT Women's Championship against Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan in a triple threat match. Kiana James and Fallon Henley face off against the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Katana Chance, Kane and Carter. And the main event will be Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller inside of a steel cage for the NXT Championship. Now, allegedly, this is the biggest NXT event ever. This iteration, it may well be true. Not ever in the history of NXT. Brooklyn TakeOver 1 would like to have a word with everybody from NXT. But all in all, this should be a fun show. 5,000 fans are expected tonight in North Kakalaki Spectrum Center. It's going to be a hot show. Car looks nice. Let's hope this is the precursor for NXT going back on the road quarterly for major events moving forward. It would do this talent a great service to work in front of different audiences that would give them a different energy they would not get at the PC most weeks. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 64 of the SmackDown Wind Down slash AW Rampage. Late Night Rager, I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can find Follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Wrestletopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop in the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite on TBS, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and Rampage on TNT. Followed by the Sweden Sessions dropping every Monday morning right here on WST as well. You know what to do. Search Wrestletopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I will be back Monday 
Monday morning with the fresh Serena Sessions recapping the week that was with Spencer and Trina on GH. Also, I'll be back Tuesday morning for my wrestling and so peeps for episode number 158 of the Raw Verdict recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show Monday Night Raw. Until then, enjoy your Saturday and your Sunday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.